Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Okay, go. No, no go. You go. Me? You go. I don't want to do it. I'm on strike. Hey, everybody. I'm not good. (laughs) (laughs) This is the worst bell. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby. The co-host. Jerry's the other host. Jerry? Jerry's the main host. And uh, I'm the uninvited guest. (laughs) The the, uh, intruder, John. John, everybody knows about John. They have never had John on the podcast. John is the one that you... We have mentioned John in previous... We've mentioned John. Enrique is out today. Enrique, are you ready? You want to hear a joke? What? Enrique's at work. (laughs) (laughs) He's working today. I don't know what he's doing, but that's what I asked. I said, do you want to go to Gobby's? He says, no, I'm working. And so I don't know what... I don't know if he knows what that means. Are you sure you didn't hear twerking no he's working oh. so john came and john is john came in his stead enrique would, you're out how would you <laughs> john's in how would you describe john john is oh ooh. he's an actual uh, he's, uh, describe yourself john he wears sleeves flannel that's always a plus yeah enrique that's a plus sleeves. two one for each sleeve yes yeah so he wears sleeves that's not flannel that's just plaid i'm sorry plaid there's a difference he also john do you have any descriptions for yourself? Well, this isn't my normal outfit. Usually I have a fedora hat and a bow tie. He is of oh, the true. fedora clan. That's true. I he's don't, aware, know. I don't hat, know. He's in the hat wear club. He's in the hat man. He's a hat man. Um, I was going to say, upon introduction, I was going to say gonna do the, the Ali McBeal of podcasts. The show's not that great, but we got a couple of quirky characters. I remember Allie McBeal. Do you? Do you know that she's married to my main man, Harrison, now? Isn't she? Isn't that Felicia uh, Yeah, it's only been like the past 15 years she's been married to Do you know that I walked within three feet of both Allie McBeal and Indiana Jones in New York City at the hotel, at Ground Zero while they were touring? Did you head nod? I did, and he head nodded back, and that was it. No, he didn't. He did. Like I didn't say anything. He walked by. I was walking by. I looked him straight in the eye. I was like smiling really big, but realized. How, <laughs> like, well, I realized how ignorant it would be to be like jump, like just to be drawing attention to himself, and that's irritating. So I just kind of smiled. And so did, you thought you played it cool? I played it cool, and he did too. And he then he just kept walking. Mm. Did you give him the finger guns? No, I didn't do the finger guns. Pew pew. Nope, don't do that. I know who you are. No, nope. he knew who he was. On solo. And he was like, laser guns. Pew, no, pew. no, no. That's what I would have done. What if he just started going, dun, 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 He doesn't do dun, that. Dun, dun, dun. He drinks And then scotch. he like looks at you. He drinks, um, oh, Barrel were, were you with him in the bar? No, no, no. You know what he, he drinks. Was on a, he was on a talk show and he likes to drink scotch and he named the scotch that he, he likes. He only drink. drinks Karelian rum. No, there's no such thing. It's ale. Karelian uh, <laughs> ale. He drinks, um, Veraluga or something like that. Lagavulin, same thing I drink. Something like that. Oh, I was just joking. I don't know. Something like that. I can't recall. Oh, man. Anybody else you've ever rubbed shoulders with that's famous? Uh, I got close to President Bush when he was president at the time, George W.'s uh, motorcade. And <laughs> so not him, just his motorcade. Just the motorcade and his Secret Service agent with the M4. Did who, you see him in it? No, I saw the Secret Service. So you agent. saw a car. I saw the Secret <laughs> Service agent leaning out of the car, telling me not to get close. Oh yeah, that, that was, was a decoy. That was a decoy. It looked like you don't know looked, who that was. It was George. That was Bob Barker. That was George. driving down the road. George you just didn't know who it was. George. 
I one time people of you I had? hugged uh, Rosie O'Donnell gave me a hug one time. Really? We went to see Fiddler on the Roof How on Broadway. I don't know this. We went to see Fiddler on the Roof on Broadway you back in 2005. Broadway? And you saw Rosie O'Donnell. And Harvey Weinstein or Firestein. Did I forget. No, you? not Weinstein. No. Oh, I'm incredibly wrong. Oh, That's wrong, wrong wait one. Wait Go. Firestein. Who's Firestein? David. David. Oh, that guy. Yes. You saw him? The Independence Day. That's Yes. He was the Fiddler on the Roof. He was the main man and Rosie was his wife. What? And it was absolutely incredible. When did this? Why <laughs> don't I know this? That was uh, 13 years ago. That's 14 great. years ago. It was. It was awesome. So, but look at this. At first, I was like, oh, Rosie O'Donnell. You know, I was just trying to be like, oh, cool. I don't care about Rosie O'Donnell. Who cares about Rosie O'Donnell? She's obnoxious. Da, 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 da. As soon as she walked out the door, Rosie, Rosie, I love you, Rosie. <laughs> I loved her in a, uh, a League of Her Own. I was her biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, I love the League of Her Own with Tom Hanks. I like Hanks. her. She's good. She's funny. I love Tom Hanks. Tom uh, Hanks is a national treasure. Oh, of course. Tom Hanks is the nicest man that We exists. didn't plug ourselves. This is a podcast about board games. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You haven't right. figured out that this is a podcast about board games, but at <laughs> times we get sidetracked, and the reason that we're sidetracked <laughs> we today is that... <laughs> I literally forget what we start talking about well, sometimes. Well, I'm already at number two on my Evan Williams run, and this Evan Williams is terrible, but Gobby has doctored it with lemon and honey, and it's nice. I'm okay, hold on. Take a small sip of that. What is this? That's some scotch for me. Oh, it's smoky. I know. You got that sweet honey in your mouth right now. Easy, just a small sip. If you like it. It's like sniffing a campfire. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Nice little campfire going Whoa, in there. Oh, it's not like you're huffing Johnny, on you want some? No, thank you. Oh, <laughs> oh, very good. That's what you're supposed to say. Woo. Oh, wait, but you're, how old are you? I'm 22. Oh, that was like got... a, that's like a backdraft of smokiness. Oh, Man, call oh. the fire department on this one. Mm. Uh, it's good. What this was is it? like Lofrag or something. Lofrag? L O P H R A I G. Lofrog. I don't know. Lofrog. Viva Lofrog. Viva Lofrog. Oh, man, that's rough. This podcast is about scotch, board games, and occasionally. We like to have fun here. <laughs> Boss. A phrase that if you ever hear, run. Yeah, no. <laughs> Where did you get that from? Hold on. It's just something I uh, I observed. That when people, people say, I, I know. Like, we like to have fun here. That generally means if that. If you go somewhere, you know somebody, and they proclaim something about they like to have fun. That's or generally when a like Tupperware party happens. Or, yeah, pretty much. Or they're just like really uptight. We like to have fun here. It's almost like a bizarro statement. Like it's the opposite of what actually takes place. It's like when people say, I like to keep it real. That generally means that they're about to say something that's pretty tactless. Or if they say, I'm not prejudiced, but then, yeah, yeah, something terrible is about to be said. There's a lot of preferences that you get the preference, prefaces, prefaces, prefaces to avoid that you can say that basically lead up to something terrible. I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but, but I'm fixing to hurt your feelings. Hurt your feelings. I hope you don't take offense at this. Exactly. Okay. These are all phrases that I commonly use, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, man. Well. What I, are we here for? This po- podcast, we're going to talk about two games. One, we adore. And quite frankly, I think John is an excellent player at 
that would be Modern Art, the bidding game by Reiner Knizia. The other game is a newer game. It was released in 2018. Treasure Island, which is the, not hidden movement, but it's a hide and seek Hidden. Treasure, hidden treasure, hidden, treasure island. Hidden treasure, sure. It's something like that game. That hidden location, hidden location okay. game. Uh, I would like to address modern art first. Okay, Gordhead. If you are a purveyor, is that right? A purveyor of this podcast. You, if yes. you are a fan, you've listened to our top ten, and you know that modern art is one of my favorite games. John. I am a major fan of modern art. See, thank you, John. John's with in me. In general or the game? The game. Do you like Not art? in general. John? I like art, but modern art leaves a little bit What's your favorite desired. form of art? I prefer nature scenes. Nature scenes? Such as renderings of nature in terms of paintings? Yes, that, that could be. Like birds? So you're a, a Thomas Kincaid fan, no doubt. I'm a Thomas Kincaid fan. Who is the not painter a of light? Kincaid fan. I mean, who doesn't want to crawl inside of one of those pictures and just I, live? Everybody's a Thomas Kincaid fan. Go inside the cabin, turn the lights on. As I drink my Evan Williams, I'm becoming time, more of like a, a bit more of a surreal approach. The so Starry Night is one of my favorites, definitely. Starry Night's everybody's favorite. I'd cut my ear off the just to look at it. The best of modern art. Get it? I made a joke. Starry Night. We like to have fun here. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Uh, nothing. Uh, there is a is it is is it Van what is considered modern art? I don't even know modern art. Like, well, I would assume like it's right any now? type of paintings or artworks done after the Renaissance within a certain time period, like after like eighteen hundred ish in the forward. last ten years. Like there's a I, and I just read an article talking about how modern art today. You know, modern art. I keep saying modern art today, but modern art is just not that great. Not the board game, but actual art. Like we're not, we are lacking artists. Like we have like there's not been that many great. There's painters just not that been that many uh, since now, the 1800s. There's just not that been that many great artists. Norman Rockwell, which we like. Thomas Kincaid, and yeah, I love. Which the, I mean, I, I say that, but like lots of people kind of make fun of Thomas Kincaid. I hear it all the time. I can barely walk down the street. Here's <laughs> somebody throwing shade the Kincaid way. Uh, but modern art, the board game, is a bidding game, and it's a great game because it has pictures of various modern artists. And uh, not the pictures of the artist, but pictures of their paintings. And in this game, you are acting as it's kind of odd because you have a hand of cards, which is the artwork, and there's five different types of auctions. There's a regular auction where everybody bids, there's the once around auction where everybody gets the bid uh, escalating up one at a time until it gets back to the person who auctioned it. There's the hidden auction, there's the what's the other auction? I can't remember. Open. There's the open auction, there's just the various types of auctions. And, and then there's the one where you set the price. Then there's a fixed price auction. So the idea of the auction is is that you're making money off the cards in your hand, but you're also you can buy those cards. And the cards that you buy go out in front of you and your money's hidden. And at the end of the round, which is triggered by so many paintings being sold of a certain artist, whoever sold the most, they're the top three artists go up in price, the rest are all worthless, and everybody sells the paintings that they've bought for money. And so you're trying to make money off auctions, but at the same time, you're trying to buy paintings to sell later, so you're speculating on you're prices. You're like a curator. You're a curator. You're determining... It, it basically follows the rule of almost all art, that it doesn't matter how it looks, the more people want it, the more expensive it gets. Exactly. So the more people who buy it... It's very thematic in that way. It's very thematic. Thematic. And thematic. Thematic. It's very systematic. Systematic and thematic. I like it. It's great. It's my favorite. Is it stochastic? 
No. Okay. Not at all. Not in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Uh, but the best thing about modern art is that I can't come up with a strategy for it. Like, each game is different. Even the last game we played, Gobby threw us for a loop by driving up the price with just one artist and ending the first round very quickly. Hey, I started the game, then the both of y'all followed with the same artist. And then drove the prices down <laughs> on the rest of the art. And so that completely blew my mind. And, and you derided me for my strategy, I and then I you, won. You won by $5, well, which is like a hair's breadth. Hey, like Dominic Toretto said. Who's Dominic Toretto? Is winning's winning. Is he an artist? Yes, he is. You ever seen him drive? Is That's that beautiful. The, is that the... Uh, that's beautiful. Fast and the Furious. You can't drift like I, that. I, I just got, anybody. I got five bucks that says John's never watched the Fast and the Furious show, right? You win. Ah, I know it. See, so you know why John hasn't watched Fast and Furious? Because John has a little something called class. Have you watched it? I watched the first one. <laughs> I watched them all. No, I never watched them. I watched the first one. And then the best one, Tokyo Drift. That's art. That's art. Watching them guys drive is beautiful. It is. It's pretty good. But I disagree. Fast and Furious is one of the greatest uh, movie series of all time. And modern art is probably Reiner Canizia's best game. This new version by Simon, which is great. Come on. It's great. It's great. John, what do you think about it? John's Reiner, here. Reiner Canizia. Huh? Mm. Don't you wish? I wish I had some Canizia. I do enjoy it. Even though my win rate is disturbingly low, I still do enjoy it. Yeah, well, winning, winning. Uh, you just you you like to have fun. <laughs> You're all about like having that. fun here. Doesn't matter. I mean, I win. like to play. There's games that I never win at that I just enjoy playing because like they're life. fun. And, oh, uh, yeah. oh, oh, that was cut oh, deep. Sorry. Thanks. Uh, I do find that in the game of life, it disturbs me that. Like, part of it is you drive along and you send your kids to college. Don't you remember that? You spin the wheel. And oh, like yeah. Sometimes you put a bunch of those little pegs in the back. Yeah. And there was one time during the game of life, I played like three times, that somehow I wound up like the, the was it the Duggars or the Donners? I'm thinking the Donner Party. I'm sorry. The Duggars that had like 18 kids. I had like maxed out kids in my oh. van. I didn't want any kids. It just happened. They need to have a square that says, you know what's causing that? <laughs> The Donner Party. We can send you to a store over here. Take care of business. That's not part of life. Get your prescription. No. No. Life. There's another game that... I used to play life all the time. You did? Just to drive the little cars over those bridges and mountains. That was a pretty... Spin the wheel. That is a... Spinning the wheel. That's the key. And it goes... Did you ever play life? Maybe three times. Mm, I used to own it. I used to play that rascal all the time. I preferred life over Monopoly. Oh, everybody prefers life over Monopoly. Nobody likes yeah, Monopoly. People that like Monopoly. Who likes Monopoly? Monopoly people. Takes it's what? not in business for the last hundred years what's, based what's, what's on Monopoly? nobody you like, liking like it. Rick and Morty Monopoly. You like the Game of Thrones Monopoly. No. You like the Simpsons Monopoly. You like the Fly from Monopoly. Monopoly. Like, got Millennial Monopoly. Monopoly. Yeah, Millennium Monopoly. That's basically where you sit around and gripe about everything being very high price. You got the... Uh, You've got the hippie monopoly, hipster monopoly. You got all types of monopolies. It's pretty rough. Would hipsters buy a monopoly? No. It's, it's too mainstream. It's too mainstream. Yeah. Like literally there's like one copy of it. It's, They'd buy it and just to say we've never played that. I've never played that. Uh you know, when's the last time we've played Monopoly? I've uh I can't remember. It's can't been so long. Either. We're gonna have to do it. We'll do it at BGG. Uh-uh. Yeah, no. Come on. No. Live a little. We like to have fun here. <laughs> Just get break. I'd rather play Sorry than Monopoly. All right. Speaking of games you don't like. Speaking of Sorry games. Speaking of Sorry games. We just played a game that has sat on our shelf of 
shame for several months. Purchased oh. by Gabi, and I don't knock him for it because it was a game that was heavily recommended by another reviewer. By I say a another reviewer, several. by a reviewer. We're not reviewers. We're purveyors. We're like that's the second time you use that word, and you're not sure how it's being used. Hanger honors. I don't know what we do. We just look at stuff. Yeah. But Gabi bought this game, Treasure Island, based on another a popular reviewer's recommendation. He sat on the shelf. I heard a lot of people gripe about it because the rule book is terrible. I looked it at the is. rule book. The rule book is terrible. Yeah. And so we played it with John. John, tell me about Treasure Island, please. In your pirate yeah. voice. Do you have a pirate voice? In your best I don't pirate, have voice. pirate voice. Oh, then. Unless I have a cold. I'll be do your pirate our, voice. Our matey, and it's driving me nuts. That sounds like a Irish pirate. Our matey. Aren't they all a little bit Irish? No. Ir- Irish? Irish. No, they're not Irish. Irish. That's offensive to Irish. Go, no. go, John. Go. Well, it looks good on the surface. And when you start playing a little bit, it seems promising, but then you realize that you cannot get anywhere. You might as well be throwing darts at the board and hoping to hit the treasure. It's like fool's gold. In Treasure Island, you have a board that you can ride on, which in board gaming terms should be sacrilegious. No, you're with all the legacy things. I don't like it. So you're drawing on this with these dry erase markers. And essentially one person is long. Is it Long John Silver's like the restaurant with the burnt hush puppies? Yes. Will you ring the bell if you like the service? Yes. Did you ever ring the bell? No. I rang it one time. I couldn't because I slipped on the grease. Oh. Yeah. Well, gives me. It was. Pretty, I will say. I don't know who's eating that Long John. You can John go Silver. skating across the Who floors on the grease. Keeping Long John Silver's in business. Uh, I will Stop make. It. I have to make an admission. What we went to Long John Silver's no more than three months ago. Really, I haven't been to Long John Silver's in like six years. It is something. It is like sin. <laughs> Because it feels so good in the moment, and then you regret it instantly. (laughs) I don't know if everybody has a Long John Silver's in the United States, but for those of you that probably live closer to the coast that have actual fish food, or seafood, I'm sorry, fish food, that sounds like something you'd feed your your Dilopolis. It's been in Jerry's ice cream. But Long John Silver's is the fast food version of like Red Lobster, but there's no lobster. It's It's burnt fish. And these nasty it's just like hush the cheapest. puppies. It's, it's no, it's, it's no, it's terrible. all so good, but it's, it's so greasy. greasy. And you oh. will have indigestion within ten minutes, and it is just oh, it will tear you up. Oh, it's but, bad. Oh, it tastes so and good. And then they have a bell that you're supposed to ring when you walk out. <laughs> and I ring the bell. With your greasy little you ring the bell. <laughs> this big kind of. I don't even know what kind of bell it is. It's like you lose part of your sh- dignity. Yeah. Well, if you've lost your dignity, <laughs> ring the bell. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Oh. But Long John Silver is the main pirate that has hidden the treasure. And then for some reason, the pirates are searching for it. And then halfway through, he gets captured he, and no, sent no. to prison. He's, in, he's out. He's, he's, he's in out? The prison. He's in prison right now. And what's taking place with this game is I think... But then the pirates pick one to put him in. I know, but I think you're torturing him. I think you're torturing Long John Silvers. You're feeding him hush puppies or cod or something. And he's giving you advice. And you don't know where the treasure is. But at some point in the game, he busts out. And then he runs to the treasure. 
And so what happened in our game is that what when, when you play long when you play Long John Silver's <laughs> <laughs> Treasure Island. When you play the game of Silvers, you either die. <laughs> you either win or you die. Oh uh, when you play Treasure Island, the person who plays Long John Silver is giving clues and these clues might be right like 80 percent of them are right but a few of them might be wrong you have two clue tokens that you can bluff on so as he's laying but you might as well have 10 yeah as he's laying stuff out he's saying okay the treasure's in the northeast quadrant or it's over here or it's close to this pirate it's semi-co-op so the person you're working with which in my case happened to be john i was lying my pants off to john because i just i didn't first off it was very. First off, that's just what you do. Well, yes. First off, that was true. That's Second standard, thing is, I didn't like SOP. the fact that we were playing a game where the main guy was Long John Silver's and John was not Long John Silver. That's that true. was kind of a misnomer. And so, as we're playing this game, Long Gobby Silver, as you're like giving out clues, and I'm like using my special power to look and see if the clues are true. Your special I'm, power of obnoxiousness. Of, of obnoxiousness. I'm telling like John, he's lying to us. Yeah, this game was terrible. I Jerry was checked it. out in five minutes. Hated it. And so you use those. John persisted. What's those map things? The little the calipers? Compass. No, I know what a compass is. I'm talking about the thing that you stick on the. Oh, uh, like, you put a pin in it like a. a, a, a that's go- called a compass. Are you kidding me? No. That's called a compass. The thing we have the pencil. I'm thinking like the protractor thing. That's that's what I'm thinking of. It looks like a protractor. A protractor measures angles. A compass makes circular marks. Uh, Okay, so John. Now, John is incredibly intelligent. John says that the thing that you put a pencil in. Let let me me Google. I think you've went in. I'm not looking like You've stumbled into the wrong podcast. We're used to having Enrique here. And Enrique goes, a compass? I know that thing points southeast. You know, that that type of thing. I love you, Enrique. it is indeed a compass. And I miss you dearly, Enrique. Please get better. At wait, work. wait, wait! What are you saying? The protractor does what? That does angles. Yes. Did Enrique uh, get okay. a job at Long John Silver's? Could he could be a pirate? The so during the game, like Gobby's giving clues, and he's like the the treasures within six miles of this <laughs> mountain, and John's over there using the protractor, and he's or drawing, is he's it? drawing circles, and and we're trying to find this treasure that's all it's over here. Wink. And you can move your guys certain amounts of distance, and then you search in a certain area, and it's just, it's terrible. Well, the, the premise, right, John, it sounds promising. Yeah, you go. Oh, like, you terrible. could narrow it down, but right. then you soon realize that since any of these could be lies, there's just useless trying to plot it out on a map, because you And the markers have, are terrible. Well, yes, Your so map of lies. You, you think you have it narrowed down to a certain region, but it could be that that was a lie, and it was, in fact, a different region. Or maybe that is wrong. And it could be near the volcano. Or maybe not. <laughs> they, I feel like they need to get rid of... Now, this is the thing. Well, what, first, tell them what you likened it to. <laughs> <laughs> this was. It, it's akin to playing Battleship against a liar who maybe tells you you hit their ship, or maybe not. <laughs> that, that's basically it. Like, you... A24, you hit... Or did you? That's basically Wink. it. You're giving... Gabby gave clues that might be true. Like, there was one clue that he gave that just frustrated me to pieces. That I... Now, you could have flipped to see if it was true or I not. I assumed it was true, and it was true. But he said, this, this the treasure's east of this pirate. And it was. But east is a direction that can be very broad. And for some reason, in my mind, I got it in my head, it's east. It can't possibly be northeast or north a little bit. It has to be east. So I went 
directionally east, mm. true east, looking no. for this. The east of the pirate it's on that east map. On that map. Half the map. Half the map. Which it did. That was irritating, but that doesn't make that. That's not what's bad about the game. What is bad about the game? And I will, I will say this is a bad game. I'm gonna come out. Are we, are we getting pretty salty here? This is, I, yeah, I didn't enjoy. Uh, this it. is as salty as a two piece deal at. at I, Long John I, I as a pirate didn't enjoy it because I'm just sitting there watching y'all do the action. Arr. I didn't feel any tension. Like y'all were getting close. But then y'all would go far away. Then it got to the point where it was like, I was feeling sorry for y'all. So then I was like giving you clues, helping you get close where I could hopefully feel some tension. I never felt it. And then like I gave you one clue. I was like, it's right by the red guy. Of course, I could be lying. But it, but then y'all it went literally like, was right by the red pirate. And, but for some reason, y'all went south. I don't know. I didn't well, quite figure that one out. because it was... Either direction. Well, it, it could have been anywhere a, the red pirate went. That's what. That's God true. Is, that's what God. Is. But uh, here's the crazy thing: is that John did find it. John and John found it by sheer tenacity and just kept going to places. He just kept. It, it is literally like when you're in Walmart and you're just looking for something and you you have no idea what aisle it is on. You're just wandering until you find it. Is the treasure here? No. Let's try to the left. Is it here? No. Maybe a little farther? No. Like so what, what when, aisle is the cheese on? When you found it. It's on the dairy aisle. Did you have any, Did you? was that just like a toss of the dart? Yeah, I had no clue. It could have been anywhere around. I just picked an empty spot. Okay. And there it was. So this is this is my thing. Treasure Island is, I, I don't like hidden movement games. I don't like hide and seek. If I wanted to do that, I would go play hide and seek. There are two games that Gobby both not necessarily. I would say it's hidden information. It's hidden information. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It is one of the worst games I played that, that came out in 2018. I think that this pains me. You say that a lot because you I, forget. This pains me to say this. I like Whitechapel better. I don't like Whitechapel, but I would have played Whitechapel in a heartbeat over this game. And to tell you the truth, if you want something that's long and drawn out and dry but has that hidden movement aspect. Whitechapel's the way to go. I actually enjoy playing Whitechapel with Gobby and with John and, and everybody because they do. It, 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 there is tension there. If I wanted to play a hidden information game, Cryptid. Cryptid was one of the best games to come out in 2018. It's light, it's quick, it's excellent. John's played Cryptid. Yeah, yeah. You like Cryptid. Definitely better than this. You <laughs> actually have a definitive location that you're aiming for and true information and john's very cryptic and i figure if you made some adjustments to this game if you kind of tweaked the rules around maybe made some of your own changes you might be able to get something playable out of it that's a that's but a that's yeah. you'd have to invest some time into figuring I mean, out how to do it your battleship analogy is spot on if you're literally just guessing on this wild map is it here is it here is it here you can get some clues that help narrow it down but the narrowing down is still a massive open field. And they could and, be wrong. And I could be lying. If you I, it, that's the thing. Those two bluff tokens, I don't know if they should narrow it down to one or what, but that seems like a little a cheeky move. If you got rid of both of them and just made an all-out race to the treasure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but then that kind of becomes... I'm like... Telling you where it is. If, nope. If you want to play warmer, Treasure Island, warmer. If you want to play Treasure Island, here's what you do: have some friends come over to your Stick house. Get in the VCR. <laughs> have some friends come over to your house. Take your car keys. Have one of them hide them. 
And then the rest of you can just amble around the house while he's going warmer, warmer, colder, and then just PayPal me 40 bucks. You, you will have a funner time doing that than you will this game. I did not like it. I have not heard anybody else talking about it since it's come out. I guess it's gone and come and gone. Is it gone? Is it done? Uh, I mean, I don't see a whole lot of it on Instagram or nothing. Well, so. if it's not on the IG, I've been on big on the IG. <laughs> I've been posting a lot of stuff on the IG. I've been interacting, which makes me remember fan mail. Hold on. Uh, if you haven't picked up on it by now, we do not like Treasure Island. Uh, but I was going to read some of our fan mail. We have fans. This one's from Scotland. <laughs> Darren McGuire. Oh, yeah. Let me read this. He's from Scotland. The home of real whiskey. Note the lack of the E in the name. I've been enjoying your podcast for a while now. Keep up the casual style and cut to the chase reviews. Much more preferable by, than the sycophantic style of others. Ergo, any names? I had him. to look that up. He, ergo? No, sycophantic? Sycophantic. It's basically me. Uh, he named some He named some famous uh, viewers, uh, famous reviewers, and I won't mention because, well... Because you're so respectful. I'm so respectful. I appreciate that about you. <clears throat> Was wondering what your favorite game for two players is. Doesn't need to be strictly two players. You wrote him back, and uh, you mentioned some two-player games that we enjoy. You said Viticulture, Brandcast, Brandcaster, Lancaster, sure, Brasscaster, Brandcaster, Brass Lancaster. I, well, in writing, upon thinking about that, I think that we prefer games that are not specifically two-player, but games that have good two-player play in them. Because it seems like games that are specifically two-player are either too small or too short, or they're just not good. Well, I will say this. You mentioned Hana Kanoji. I hope I said that right. Probably not. I like that game a lot. That's a good one. That's one of my favorite two-player games. Also, another game that... um, you mentioned was Star Wars Destiny. We haven't played that in a long time, but guess what? Time. I just purchased the two-player pack uh-huh. off the virtual flea market at, for BGG. I just got that. I haven't got it, but I will get it when we go to BGG. Because uh, I was going to give it to Enrique. Because oh. I want to get Enrique involved in it so that we'll have... Like, he would a, like that. He, he likes like reading that. cards. He loves reading cards. Um, but Yokohama is an excellent game that I think plays better with just two players. Uh, Brass Lancashire has a two-player variant. If you get the Roxley version, it's an excellent game. Uh, and he also suggested Glenlivet as a whiskey, which we love already. That one's pretty good. Uh, and 878 Vikings, it grows on you if you like war games. But there's just not that many two-player games that are just... Now, we have been playing Arboretum here lately. Yeah, yeah. I love Arboretum. It's I th- tough. It's a tough one. I forgot how it played yet again halfway through. Well, yeah, but it, it's it's still it's still a good it's still a good game. I think that here lately, what was the game that we played the other day that also involves trees? Not photosynthesis. Oh, Everdale! You've been posting about uh, Everdale on the IG. That's another game that is good. Yeah, I, I'm actually it's liking it a little better. bit more. It's the first, uh, really, the first. Two moves are just like bam, bam. It's over. It's quick, but it's uh the last three, the last three and the third and fourth move. It, it gets pretty good. I mean, it's still not. I mean, it's very. It's light. It's very light. It's very light, and it's not. It is one of those games that when when a box says that it's for ten years old and up, like it's a family game. I would recommend 
Uh, this is like a, not an entry-level game, but a next step up game. I mean, this starts off, you literally have two moves. And if you get a stick in this, then you can purchase a card. And if you purchase the right card, then you might could transition that into, if you buy certain buildings, then the building will say it can house a specific critter. And then you can just get that critter for free. It or, doesn't cost you anything. Right. I will I will adjust this about there is one thing that I definitely don't like about Everdale. And it's a design flaw. And the reason I'm going to bring this up is because it bothers me when I see it in games. Everdale has this nice board. It's not really a board. It's like a setup with this big tree and various, you know, trappings that you have on it. Also, you, as you're playing your cards out into your tableau, all the players around this table are doing it. It could be up to four players. On these cards, there are certain cards that indicate on them that they are opened, meaning there's a little sign that says open. Pretty intuitive there. Uh-huh. That lets it know that other players can play the their open work, circle, play their circle, play their uh, workers there. Right. If we're playing four player, I'm not looking at your cards. If we're playing three player, I'm not looking at your cards. If we're playing two players, I'm not looking at your cards. That is a wasted mechanic. Like, there's no reason to have that to where I can play my workers onto your cards because I'm not paying attention. Yeah, I never even noticed. Nobody knows this. And even if I declare, hey, I've got a card here you can play on, then the next thing is, is Enrique's going, what does it do? Don't forget to use my card. You, and it, hey, it's, guys. it's not, it's, it's purposeless. Yeah. House rule that to where only you can play your workers there or whatnot. It's just not that great. It's just not that great. And so there's just not a, there's just, it, it was something that I don't know why the designers, when they were play testing this game, somebody then told them, you need to jerk this out of the, of the game. It's just not worthwhile. But that's my only quip with it. Some of the best artwork that came out in 2018 was Everdale. Some of the best production work. I mean, it, it's up there with brass, in my opinion, in terms of the artwork and the production of it. Well, I've been playing Everdale solo, which I think to me that's probably it's one of the best way to do it. But I mean, it's very quick. You play it probably in fifteen minutes. It's just enjoyable. Like I told somebody, uh, the artwork, the little critters, it just—it's pleasant experience. It's not something that's going to rack your brain. It's tough. I have a tough time beating on Rugwart. He's a a mean little rat. Is that the? And basically, there's like three stages. Is he a rat? He looks like a He's rat. a groundhog. What's he? a ruckwort? Is a, he a groundhog? A I don't know. He dog? looks mean. Hmm. Whatever he is, he's got one eye and he looks mean. I don't know. But he keeps attacking Everdale and you have to fend him off. That's not good. We but like how to you have fend fun him here. Off, how you fend him off with building your own city? I don't know. Infrastructure. That's what keeps raiders at bay. It doesn't <laughs> make sense. Social networking and infrastructure. So Instagram <laughs> helps Instagram, get them away. helps. I need to get Rugwort as my friend. Yeah, you then friend somebody attacking they, me. If somebody's on your Instagram Rugwort and they're your friends. friend or they're sending you the poke over Facebook, you can pretty well sure that they're not going to give you any trouble. No, yeah, because people don't cause problems on Facebook. John, two things. One, you you're not on Facebook, are you? Don't accept my friend request pokes. Uh, two, He's what sending you pokes? And you are you drinking coffee? Him. What are you drinking? I'm drinking tea. Mm. <laughs> How pretentious. Uh. No, really, I like green tea, and that it's uh, not green tea. Chai, chai tea, I like oh. a spice tea. What are you drinking? Just English breakfast tea. Although I prefer matcha tea. I do like matcha. I like macho man. But you can't really get in it around here. It's too much to ask. Uh, what's your favorite board game? Is that like Macho Coro? 
Boy, you put me on the spot. I am putting you on the here. spot. We can edit out all your humming. Like? Uh-huh. Favorite <laughs> board game. I would have to say modern art. Really? If you can call that a board game. It is a board game. Oh, yeah. It's technically a board game. You don't, you're not, you, we haven't played many board games with John. John was one that has, John enjoys various other, well, I was, I was going to bring this up because John plays a game that I love. It is a computer game that is a co-op game. I, now, I hate co-op board games. There's Why a, do you draw your H's out right there? Why do I draw? Hate. Because I hate. Hate. Why? Just because I want to. I want to emphasize the H. Yeah, I want your to... halitosis is pretty rough right now. Oh, big words. <laughs> we like to have fun here. for you. Uh, John plays a game that he plays on his laptop, always brings it over, keep talking and nobody explodes. I love keep talking and nobody explodes. If you have a laptop and you have friends... You should own. Oh, you just dissed everybody that doesn't have friends, though. I know, but we're so not. So if you don't have any friends, ignore this next purpose. segment. It's kind of purposeless. <laughs> you so, just sit there and watch it explode. John. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and watch this bomb go off. <laughs> it's counting down. Think of this as an analogy. If I only had friends. <laughs> if only I had French, we could have fun here. <laughs> If only I had friends, then I could have fun. John, drink your matcha tea and tell me about keep talking and nobody explodes. Hmm. What is it you like about it? It's fairly close to trying to land an airliner with nothing but instructions over the radio. There you go. John's good at analogies. John is like the best. What? This is what's spoiling us because when Enrique comes back. And has what? no sleeves. It's going to be hard to, to kind of, because we'll be expecting analogies. Everybody brings their own thing, Jerry. What does Enrique bring? Rabies? sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him. Aww. I hope it shifted Long John Silver's goes smoothly. <laughs> hope it goes smoothly. <laughs> and bring us back some, uh, what do they call those? The, the balls? Best, the hush puppies. hush puppies. But the best thing is, is that after you've eaten all the fish and all the hush puppies, that crumbly stuff that you still find the in the box. nuggets. The, the crispies. Thing, the crispies. Yeah. Eating the crispies mm. off the fish. It's just batter. You know it's what blew my mind? Batter. Hush what puppies mind? are just cornbread. They're just cornbread. That has I didn't been, know that. It's just burnt cornbread. Balled up fried, fried cornbread. cornbread. Nothing says you're in the South like balled up fried sweet cornbread. That's good stuff. And keep talking, nobody explodes. You, the person on the laptop, is looking at a 3D representation of a suitcase bomb. And on this bomb has various puzzles that the other people who can't see the bomb, those it can be one to 100 people playing with you, have the instructions on how to solve these puzzles, riddles, etc. So some of these puzzles are like, which wires do you cut? Or uh, like this weird grid that you have to figure out how to get from point A to point B. These various puzzles that as the person controlling the bomb is trying to describe to you what they're seeing, you're trying to tell them how to deactivate the bomb. And there's a timer and things are going on because the computer is making noise and it's dark and it's just... How many different possibilities, how many different types of puzzles like are in that nine, game? nine, isn't there? Well, the, the instruction manual is 23 pages long and some of them have one or two pages. I'd say there may be about... 
18 different modules. If you get it on the computer, however, there are user-created modules and extra pages for the instruction manual. So there are thousands of people are just Yeah, people are just making stuff up. But it's very fun because it's frustrating. And so you can set the timer, you can set the difficulty, and it does provide the tension. I remember the first time me and John played this game, John was reading through the instructions. I was trying to disarm the bomb, and we got down. We played like the like five or ten minute bomb. It was a big bomb with all these different modules. We got down to the last module, and it was simply, which wire did we cut? And John, I had to cut two wires, and John had figured out one of the wires he couldn't figure out the other. And as I'm telling him, we got... It's just like the movies. We got 20 seconds, John. Red or blue. We got I, I've never blue. seen and I, a more classic movie representation. And I, it got down to 10 seconds, and I'm yelling at John. I am yelling at the top of my voice, John, Yeah, you maintained your cool real good. I need to know. And John is John. just... Which, which, which provides more tension because John is trying to concentrate on what As to you're do. you're yelling at And him. I'm yelling like a little girl at the top of my voice, shrieking at him, which do I cut? And finally, he gets down to the like five seconds left. He says, cut one. Just cut one. You got a 50-50 chance. And then you farted. And I cut the right one oh. with, with two seconds zero, left. No, no. no, it was 0. like... 0.03 seconds. It was beautiful. And that's how I knew I was Tom Cruise. And it just... I, it was... It was the game provided so much tension. And I think that as much as I love board games, there are some video games like this that occasionally provide you an experience. And as much as I don't like party games, um, there are party games that provide you with an experience that you just can't get from a normal strategy board game yeah. or a normal Euro game. Plus it has a nice mix between the actual physical on paper, making notes, checking right. things off, strategy, but at the same time it has that extra component that you can really only get when you have something like computer running. Excellent. And I, I just think that in the world of gaming today, there's no reason to suffer through a boring game such as like we played with Treasure Island. I, 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 There are many other options out there that have games that provide you and those there with an experience. And so I just, I, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm getting grouchy. I just don't tolerate a mediocre board game anymore. Well, I'm going to say. I don't tolerate it. It's been a while since we have played a new, newer, last year, this year, board game that we like like we have just several of the last games we have played we're just nah, we just they're not any good they're not any good they don't bring anything new or they're just terrible they're boring we have we haven't ever moved reviewed we have not done that one yet. We haven't done Teotihuacan. No, Okay. But that's a good game. We'll review that later. Wait, wait. But we have played that one. Jerry says that one split us. But that one Jerry really likes, but that's a... Enrique and I like it. You and Jerry. And those who are hashtag Team Enrique and hashtag Team Jerry know what's going on. Sure. If you like doing math... It's, it's not math. It's not math. It is it's, math. It's, it's, it's fine. You uh, just don't understand But math. other than that, I mean, I mean, it's just, we've had a tough time finding a new game that just really gets us excited. Well, we're going, to, this will be released right before BGG, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, because we're recording this before BGG. 
Which uh, is good. Which is great. there we can go and find us a new game we like. If you have suggestions of games that have been out that you think we need to play, of course, the BGG library is very extensive. Please email us at boardgamesnobs at gmail.com or message us on the Instagram and we'll, we'll look into it. We're also considering playing, I like maybe shooting a video at BGG, maybe. Uh-huh. We talk a big game, we probably won't do I'm it. I'm talking a big game. I'm going to do it. John, I've is- got 10 games written down. Name them. Underwater Cities. I want to try it. Mm, that suits you. I don't know about it. Go ahead. Call to Adventure. That's the one Enrique wants to play. Uh, okay, go ahead. Role Player. We're both uh, interested in. Yeah, I'm interested in that. Tutors. Tutors? That's a new one. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Insert fart joke here. We like to have fun here. Uh, Gaia Project. We've uh, never played. Oh, no. Lisboa. We've uh, never I'm played. Not playing that. Huh? Not playing it. Go ahead. You told me. I did, but I've looked at the rule book and I'm done with okay, it. Okay, you're done with Vatal. Vatal. Passing through Petra. I want to play Passing through Petra. Quacks of Quedlinburg. Uh, that's going to not be any good, but I'll play it. And trade on the tig- Tigris? Trade on the Tigris and the Euphrates? Yes. yes. No, I don't think so. both. I'm going to play you trade on one. the Tigris. That's the one you got to trade on. I'm going to trade on that Tigris. So that's 10 games that I'm somewhat interested in. I'm somewhat interested in a lot Actually, of Actually, I things. skipped over Hive. That's just an old game I've never played. Mm, you ever played me. it? It makes me itch. <laughs> Good one. Uh, we like to have fun Itching here. to play it. How many times have I said that? Uh, a bunch. Uh, you've taken it and you've run it into the ground. Running it into the ground. That's the best jokes are the ones that you drive into the ground until <laughs> oh, they're yeah. dead and you never do them again. This is probably the point in the podcast where we need to stop. You're checking out. I'm checking out. Not because I'm disinterested, but because I need to go home. Okay. Go home then. But we look forward to seeing you all. Well, we're not going to see all of you. <laughs> we're not going to see you. We're not going to see any of you. Probably not. I'm going to say that we're probably not going to have anybody at BGG that knows who we are because we have like 13 who are we? fans. We are the Board Game who Snobs. Who am I? The Board Game Snobs. We are the best podcast that's kind the of... Allie McBeal, a podcast. Sorty. Kind of sort of about board games. Maybe. Yeah, kind of. Okay. This is Jerry. Thank you, John, for filling in for Enrique. While he's at work at Long John Silver's, we thank... Making them balls, Make making it. them corn balls, <laughs> whatever they are. They're hush puppies. Hush puppies. They're hush puppies. Is. They're not made from real dogs. They're hush puppies. <laughs> uh, you don't know what they're made of. No, they're not. They're not. You don't know. They are not. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the other side of BGG. Sign us off, John. It has been an experience, definitely. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.